going on, my bourbon and boxing fans, man? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Boxing Man, episode 35. We're going to call this Lordy Lordy. Who's going to take over this 140, baby? What a division, stacked top to bottom. And we're going to get into all that and much more with the big fights coming up this weekend. I am your host. Yeah. And welcome once again as we kick off another episode for another amazing week of boxing man we got good boxing last week we got amazing boxing this week guys amazing boxing uh three main cards going on this weekend we're gonna have two on saturday one on sunday 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 fun day uh get a boxing on that day so that's always gonna be nice but uh, anyways, guys, man, look. Sometimes I don't always. I wanna I wanna apologize for not always being able to get my episode out on a Friday night, or you know, and sometimes it not uploading till Saturday mornings, uh, things like that. I always try to get it to you before the fights, uh, and plenty of time for you guys to you know sit down and whatever, uh, get my view, which I'm sure really doesn't matter to a lot of people out there. But you know, like I said, this is a hobby for me, man. I don't really do this. This is not something I get paid for. It's just something I do as a hobby, you know, to get downstairs, to give me an excuse to drink a little bit of bourbon and talk about something that I love, like boxing, uh, maybe communicate, talk with other people and, uh, things like that, man. But, uh, you know, like a week like this where I had a sick kid all week, I wasn't able to do my uh, weekly recap to Wednesday on my podcast. Usually try to do that on Monday. Uh, but when life comes into play, sometimes things don't go the way you always wanted to. So you got to make adjustments. But I guarantee every week I'm always going to do my show no matter what. Right now it's going on 12 midnight. I got up at 5 this morning for my job. I got to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday to go back to work. So you can imagine, man. This is my love. This right here should show you guys dedication, man. I'm dedicated and loving my hobby and doing what I love to do. Talk to you guys about boxing, man. Bring you the weekly fights. Break down the big fights for you guys, man. And uh, hopefully be able to give you a little bit of an insight uh, to the uh, fights this week and news out there and coming up schedules and all that kind of stuff. If you listen to my podcast this week when I did my recap, I went over the remaining schedule for December, and man, I'm telling you right now, it is a loaded schedule to end the year for boxing, uh, to end the year period. Uh, boxing started with a bang, man. It's going to end with a bang. I'm so proud of uh, what boxing has brought for us. Uh, you know, we'll get to the point where I will recap uh, last week's fight. Not really recap them, but we'll, we'll talk about the winners and losers of those fights, and I'll give you small details on them. If you want to hear more about last week's fights, Go check out my podcast on Spotify, iHeart, or Amazon Music. And uh, you can get this week's recap episodes from last week's fights, uh, where I go more into detail about those two uh, wins and losses and, you know, the uh, meaning for the winner and the losers of those fights, guys. But check those out, man. But once again, man, my show is called Bourbon and Boxing. Now, I went for something I haven't seen in a while. Uh, it's called Old Scout, guys. Uh, this is a pretty good little bourbon. It used to have a seven-year age bourbon uh, back in, uh, you know, a few years ago, back in 2020, 2019, something like that. Then uh, I, it, w it was bought out by another company, and now it comes out. You know, it doesn't have a, a year to date, but this is probably about five years age. Old Scout, the review that I saw on it was really, really good. 
The price wasn't bad. $29 with tax, 32 bucks for it. Guys, not bad at all for a good bourbon bottle of bourbon, man. Now, of course, I got my bourbon nice and ready to go on ice, guys. So let's get this shot in. Let's get this show started, baby. And let's talk about the mega fights coming up this weekend, man. We got three main cards. You're going to get one on Saturday. Or actually two on Saturday, both here in the States. Now you're gonna have to choose what you want to, which one you want to watch the most. Now I'm pretty sure 90% of the people are probably gonna choose Haney versus Prograde over Robisi Ramirez uh, versus Espinosa, uh, which has also got a good, really good undercard on that, guys. Uh, but uh, Devin Haney has got a really good undercard on that one too, with Montana Love on there uh, fighting an undefeated young uh, Mexican fighter on that one. But uh, Look, man, like I said, let's get this, you know, cheers up. Uh, told you guys what I'm drinking on, man. Uh, old Scout, got it nice and chilled in a glass, ready to sip, trip, and talk some boxing with you guys, man. Thank you for joining me. Man, that is not a bad taste, guys, not a bad taste. All right, man. Like I said, we have three main cards this week, two Saturday, one on Sunday, man. And, of course, the fight that I want to break down for you guys. Now, the three main cards this week, you're going to get Haney versus Prograce. That's going to be in San Francisco in the States. That is going to be for a uh, what what belt? Regis Prograce holds a belt, I want to say, the WBO uh, belt. So we'll get to that's – a, that's a title fight. Uh, then when you're also going to get another title fight with uh, Robisi Ramirez going up against Espinosa. That's going to be on ESPN. Got a really nice undercard to that, as the Haney fight also has a nice undercard to it. Then on Sunday, you're going to get a nice little fight <coughs> from Boxer Promotions. And I'm pretty sure this one might be on Peacock, guys. Check it out. I'm pretty sure it's been advertised to be on Peacock. Uh, so check out Peacock for this fight. It's going to be Billum Smith versus uh, Masternak. That will be on there, and that's going to have a few uh, good people on the undercard on that. I don't have the undercard for that. I really didn't look it up. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to talk about that fight, uh, but we'll get into it if we have time. Uh, but anyways, man, we want to break down what I see as the fight of the week, uh, one of the most anticipated fights uh, pretty much of the year, man. Uh, Devin Haney was a 135 unified champion. He just vacated all those belts at 135. He was having trouble making weight there. You could kind of see it in him. He looked really drained. Uh, his last couple fights, uh, not really that healthy looking. Uh, but he managed to look really good in the ring every time he stepped in the ring, regardless of his conditioning or what what kind of uh, hydration he was dealing with, dehydration, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, he... Crowned himself the king down there, unified. He went all the way to Australia, traveled there. He's doing what a lot of fighters are not doing right now, guys. He's going where the big fights are. Okay, he doesn't care where it's at. He's going to travel there. He's taking the fights against guys that other people don't want to fight, like Lomachenko. Uh, he's taking that opportunity to branch out, and he's kind of making a different path for himself. You know, he was with Matchroom for a little bit. 
Then he jumped over. He did about, what was it, two or three fights over on uh, with Top Rank. Now it looks like he's back with Matchroom again. Don't know how many fight deal, how many fights he signed or if he just kind of signed this fight with him against Regis Prograde. But he jumped up to the 140. Now he's established himself as he's staying at 140. He wants to unify that division, and he's going to go for his first belt in the uh, 140 division against Regis Prograde. Now... Guys, Regis is a really good, experienced fighter, man. He's got some power to him. Uh, he's an older fighter at this point, 34, 35, something like that. Now you guys might say, well, that's not old. It is in boxing, believe it or not, especially going up against a young guy like Haney, who I think is like 24 years old, something like that. So when you when you see that, that there is an age different. But Regis, uh, his last fight, he didn't look that great, but he was facing a guy that was kind of running around the ring. He was on a bicycle, and he was running from him. So he didn't really get an opportunity to display what he could do. He handled his business good enough to get a win in that fight, but he didn't look that great in it. So I expect him to come out and look his best, especially against a guy like Devin Haney. My thing with Devin, man, is Devin is one of the most complete fighters I think I've ever seen. Uh, he doesn't have the power, so lacking the power part, he's got the the boxing IQ, he's got the hands, he's got the feet. I mean, he just knows how to do what he does. He, he's really good in the ring. Uh, you know, the, his strategy against Lomachenko going to the body was just absolute genius, him and his dad. He's got a great guy and his dad who lets him train under different trainers, man. So he's learned so many different things. And he's taken in, and you can tell he's a smart kid, man. He has taken in everything from everybody he's ever worked with. And you can see that in the ring, man. He's just 100% one of the most complete fighters I've seen with his defense and his offense. Uh, you know, you're not going to get a lot of clean hits on him. Uh, and he's gonna he's a, he's a good puncher as far as uh, throwing good combination punches, uh, being able to go to the head, the body, and just not going to one area. Uh, keeps you on your toes, keeps you confused. The one thing I think you have to do with Haney, if I'm Regis Prograde, I want to make Haney fight off his back foot. He seems to like to get to the middle of the ring and make you fight it out with him. I think that's where Lomachenko went uh, a little wrong with Devin Haney. He accepted that center of the ring challenge and just kind of banged it out with him. And even though it was a great fight and some people say Loma won, you know, I saw Devin winning that fight. I uh, thought it was a great fight overall, but I think Loma going to the body uh, the way Devin did is what won him that fight overall. Uh, <clears throat> saying that, man, I think Regis has to find a way to make Haney get on a bike, pedal backwards, get him caught in a corner, try to land big punches on him, don't bring the fight to the middle of the ring, man, because he's going to outbox you. He's going to outmaneuver you. He's going to outsmart you. And I don't. I think if you're Regis, you got to apply pressure, man. you got to push on that fight. you got to push him. Make him try to land a counter on you, which you got to watch out for because if anybody can definitely counter you and fight backwards, Devin Haney is that guy. I believe he could still fight backwards. But I think if you're Regis, you have to keep him going. You have to apply that pressure. Or you move and make him chase you down, and then you try to land a counter. Uh, you can't let him settle in in the middle of that ring to where he can just pick you apart. So if you're Regis, you have to do one or two things. You either have to apply the pressure, 
to the point where you're so aggressive that you could end up getting caught and it could cost you, or that you're so aggressive that it doesn't allow Haney to get comfortable and he can't do and apply his technique like he like he normally would do. Or you backpedal, man, you get on that bike, and you do a little bit of running yourself and make this guy chase you around the ring. I know that's not Regis' style to make a guy chase him around, but you could possibly wear Devin down a little bit. He's never really had to chase somebody down. He's never, you know, he's always seemed to be able to get guys to come to the middle of the ring and fight him, and that's always been to his advantage. Now, if you're Regis, you got to see this and think to yourself, man, how can I get Devin on that bike to go backwards, or how can I get him to come at me? Get him out of the middle of the ring. Don't let him get comfortable. Don't let his IQ kick in, and don't let him. He'll just pick you apart if you sit there and try to box with him. He's too good to try to box with him, guys. Haney is a really, really special talent, man. So in that type of situation, I think you're best to stay away from the middle of the ring if you're Regis Prograde. Now, if you're Haney, I mean, you get the fight to the middle of the ring. And, like, we saw Regis. Regis, and now Haney's never going to run. Uh, I don't see him ever applying that. He likes to box too much for him to actually run from somebody. So for him, man, just do your game plan. I'm pretty sure his dad's got a good game plan for him. And he's going to try to bring the fight to the middle of the ring. Get, you know, Regis to settle down toe-to-toe with him and then just outbox him. You know, now what I want to see is Haney and I, him and Haney, the, their presser was pretty, pretty uh, heavy, man. These guys went at each other hardcore in the presser. So <clears throat> I was definitely like, okay, this is going to be a hell of a fight. These guys do not like each other. But Haney looks ripped, man. He looks like a beast. He looks like he's wearing that 140 really, really well. He came in heavier than uh, Regis. And I'm telling you guys, he. Let's see if he brings power with him at 140. He didn't have any power at 135. He says a lot of that had to do with him being drained, uh, so he wasn't able to show his showcase his power, but he's going to bring power with him now. So let's see if he does that, man. If he does that and he starts, he gains him some power at 140, man, he's dangerous. He's really, really dangerous if he starts to get power. Uh, so, I mean... That's it. He's going to outbox anybody. So if it goes 12 rounds, I'm going to favor Haney every time because he's going to normally outbox you if it goes 12 rounds. Uh, you know, I think a guy like Teofimo Lopez would be really good against a guy like Devin Haney because I, I feel like he would pressure Devin uh, to the point that Devin would have to respond in a way that he's not usually uh, comfortable with doing. Uh, so I, but we'll see. What Re- Regis is no chump, man. He's got the belt for the reason. I know Roly Ramirez, or Roly, whatever his name is, Roly has a belt. Uh, that guy has a belt, and it's kind of a joke. But uh, Regis, he's he's earned his belt, man. He's a hell of a fighter. Uh, I think his only loss is to Josh Taylor, which was a heck of a fight also, and Josh Taylor is a hell of a fighter, uh, regardless of what we've seen against Teo and what we saw against uh, uh, Josh, uh, Jack Catterall. Uh, I still think Josh Taylor has a lot to offer at the welterweight position. They're still, they're still naming him at the 140. He is no longer a 140 fighter, man. He has made it clear that he is going to uh, going up to welterweight, uh, which I think adds nicely. If Teofimo goes up to welterweight, he goes up to welterweight. Crawford stays at welterweight. you got Boots Ennis. you got uh, <clears throat> Mario Barros up there, uh, who is an up-and-coming young man. 
You got Stayonis up there at 147, so that could turn out to be a really nice division up there. But Teo, I think, has got a lot of unfinished business at 135, and a, and a lot of fights he can do down there against Subaru Mateus. Uh, he can also go up against uh, Hitchens. Uh, he can go fight, uh, you know, Haney at some point. The winner of the Haney, uh, you know, this fight between Haney and Regis Prograde. Uh, <clears throat> And so there's a lot of options still for him at 140, and then a lot of options for him at 147, which he's allowed to exercise with his new super champ title that he has. Allows him to jump up with no consequences. He won't lose his belt. Oh, man. But guys, who do I favor in this fight? I'm going to favor Haney. I just think he's just a more all-around fighter. And I'm really, really interested to see if he brings power with him. But he will be tested. Don't get that wrong. And if there's anybody to test him, it's definitely Regis. So we will see if Haney can take a punch. Regis is going to land one at some point, And we're going to see how Haney takes that uh, for the first time really in his career. Because he's really not been... like Loma's not a, a knockout artist. Combosa wasn't a knockout artist. Uh, so he he really hasn't fought a big heavy puncher, and th this is by far the heaviest puncher he's fought in his career. So, with that being said, we'll see how he can take a punch, what Regis can do. But I'm gonna favor Haney in this one, guys. Like I said, if he just gets into the middle, act, you know, executes the plan that uh, his father and him always put into place, uh, I think he can win the fight. Uh, by a decision, I don't see him knocking him out. Like I said, I, I'm very with the way he looks. Very interested to see if he bring, brings a little bit of power to with him to 140. A knockout would do him really, really well. Uh, but also, Regis is a type of guy. I think he's smart enough to know that he has to execute a little bit different in this fight. He can't stand toe to toe with Haney. Get him to chase you or get him to backpedal. You have to do one or not, one or the other. Keep him on his toes. Don't allow him to get comfortable, and he might have a chance to land a big counter punch on him, uh, possibly, and you know, get him a great win, great career win against a guy like Haney. Uh, but this fight is definitely much anticipated, man. It's going to be in San Francisco. Uh, you got a really nice undercard on that, guys. Uh, you got Paro is going to be versus, uh, you know, Montana Love. That's going to be for the super lightweight. Uh, title, uh, and then you got Ebony Bridges, who I like a lot, man. She's a female out of Australia. I've talked to you guys about her a few times. She's going to be facing Mio Yoshida in the banterweight uh, division for the title that she holds. Uh, then you're going to get Andy Cruz's second fight. He's a guy out of Cuba, really, really good fighter. Uh, you can ask Keyshawn Davis about him, who had a little bit of troubles with him in the uh, amateurs and the Olympics where Cruz beat him two or three times, I think it was. He's going to be facing uh, Tanahara at the lightweight, and uh, in, in the lightweight division. Now, this only being Cruz's second professional fight, guys. And then you're going to get Jones versus Madeira at the super welterweight uh, division. Those two guys, uh, no title on the line for them two. But uh, also, man, and, and this is what sucks because... There's another big fight tomorrow, guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess there was no way around it for uh, two big fights to kind of clash with each other. Uh, now, 
I know the uh, uh, Robisi Ramirez versus Espinoza fight. Now that is going to be on ESPN Plus. Uh, that's going to start at 10 o'clock. So maybe they're trying to offset uh, the Haney fight to where, okay, they're going to let the Haney fight if it starts at like 8 o'clock. But, man, starting at 10 o'clock on a Saturday means that we may not get the main cards almost 1 in the morning uh, for that one. And the Haney fight, I guess they're hoping the Haney fight starts by 11. And then they can then people can switch over to the Robisi Ramirez versus Espinosa main card. Uh, I'm going to try to watch both of them. I got multiple TVs, so I'm going to try to watch both of those fights somehow, some way, kind of keep an eye. But my main fight I'll be focused on, on is Haney versus Progray. I just think it has a little bit more meaning right now. I like the undercard for that. Uh, Ramirez, Robisi Ramirez, guys, he is a really tough, good fighter, man. Uh, like I said, with him... I really think he's just he's he's a really great talent, but this Espinoza kid is an undefeated fighter out of Mexico, man. He's a really tough kid. He's a knockout artist. So when you invite the Mexicans to the party, I've said it before, they they will throw a party on your ass and then, you know, they'll beat you. So this is it's always a tough fight, man, and especially against a guy who's as good as Espinoza is, undefeated fighter, coming into this, looking to make a name for himself in the States, his second fight in the U.S. So it would be his second fight and his opportunity to beat a guy like Robisi Ramirez and get his name out there, uh, you know, to be in the talks uh, and, you know, get his name out there in boxing. Once again, that's got a really good undercard on that. You're going to get Xander Zayas. He's going to be versus Fortez. Uh, Fortez. Uh, for the super welterweights. And Xander, if you guys haven't watched Xander's IOS, this kid is like, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, boxing phenom. Started when he was really young. Uh, he's got like 17 championships that he's won all together, like I guess amateur titles and uh, tournament titles and all that kind of stuff. He was the youngest fighter to ever sign with top rank. Uh, he's been absolutely unbelievable. Every time you watch him, you're just pretty impressed with the kid. I've seen a lot of growth on him, which I that's what I like to see. But uh, we'll see if this is a step up and challenge for him against Fortez. I don't know much about him, but he said he's definitely going to challenge uh, Zayas. I know he does have three or four losses on his belt, under his belt, Fortez does. Uh but he's coming to fight, guys. Uh, and then you're also going to get Carrington, which is a really good fighter. I like this kid. Uh, he's going up against Sanchez for the featherweight and the featherweight division. I'm pretty sure that's a title fight also. You're also going to get Richard Torres, the heavyweight guy that they keep putting out there, uh, versus Harper. Uh, let's see if he gets challenged. He usually doesn't make it out of a few rounds. He's a really heavy puncher. Smaller heavyweight as far as his height, but he's kind of wide and, you know, Broad type guy. He's got heavy punches to him, so uh, he's kind of trying to make a name for himself in the heavyweight division. Richard Torres is. Uh, then you're going to have Tucker versus Verone in the super welterweight uh, fight, and then Polanco versus Hunter in a super lightweight fight. That's the undercard for the Robisi Ramirez fight, guys. And that one, guys, is going to be really, really good. Like I said, the the Bill and Smith versus uh, Master Next card, I didn't have an ap- opportunity to get the undercard on that. I did see over the weekend, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good card overall. It's going to be a great fight to get on Sunday. Kick your feet up. Get a nice Sunday fight. I'm pretty sure that is going to be uh, over, over across the pond, so we may end up getting that nice and early, guys. 
uh, which would be you know pretty fun uh, to get a boxing on Sunday. At, at least for me, I know most people. It'll be hard to it's hard to do that in the states on a Sunday, man. If it's early and it's overseas because you're competing against football, uh, even Sunday night you're competing against Sunday night football. And here in the states, football pretty much rules everything. So uh, it's kind of uh, it's a it's a gutsy move for a boxer to go ahead with that fight. Uh, and if if they're showing it on Peacock because you're competing in, against football, and that's never easy, guys. So, but we will see how that goes. For I know I'll tune into it. Uh, I don't know what time my Raiders play, but we'll see. Go Raiders! The Raiders win, baby, win. That's what they say. Just win, baby, win. I'm sure that's what Billum Smith wants to do in that fight, man, as he has an opportunity to once again establish his name into boxing, man. Try to get a uh, you know nice little win under his belt. But there is some boxing news. Now we did get news about PBC is officially signed with Amazon Prime, guys. Uh, it is a done deal. Everything they were doing on Showtime. Uh, you know, the pay-per-view fights have been signed that that will be part, regardless if you're a subscriber or not, you can still get those fights on, uh, pay-per-view. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to Prime to get the pay-per-view fights. They're also going to have pretty much like Showbox, next, next gen, how Showbox had, uh, they're going to showcase championship fights also that aren't on pay-per-view. Uh, I want to say it's a two-year deal, something like that, two, three-year deal for PBC uh, with Prime, which makes a lot of sense with the viewership that they have uh, and the platform that they have to offer. It's really great, in my opinion. This is a great move for boxing all the way around to get on a platform like Prime. Uh, you had Netflix who, were, who was interested in it. Uh, there were a lot of people interested in grabbing pbc so it goes to show you that boxing's not dead man uh it's not even close to it and i think it's building i think after this year i think this year did a great justice for uh boxing as far as getting people's attention big fight after big fight and then we still continue this weekend another championship style fight uh coming up uh two good cards uh and then also uh uh I got that little stupid thing going on with my microphone there. It's time to get me a new microphone, guys. But anyways, man, getting back to uh, PBC's deal, all the details, like I said, they're going to bring pretty much everything they were doing on Showtime is going to go over with them. They're going to continue to do that on Prime Video. They're also going to do the behind-the-scenes type thing. The one thing I haven't heard, if it's going to be the same announcers that were with that the Showtime announcers or if they're going to bring in their own announcers, new announcers, and if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to continue to do the show, The Last Stand with Brian Custard, which is one of my favorite shows. If you guys don't catch that, great interviews with big time boxers. Uh, Brian Custard's really good at what he does. Uh, big fan of his. But that's news for PBC and Amazon. It is a done deal. PBC will now be on Amazon, so we don't have to worry about where they land. That will start as soon as March of 2024. Uh, they will start their fights there. So, you know, they'll be in limbo for the first, uh, you know, couple months, few months of uh, the new year, a couple months of the new year, and then we'll get to see them probably mid-March, I would think. At some point, they'll schedule a big-time fight. Uh, I'm hoping not a pay-per-view fight. Let's hope they just start out on Prime and give everybody a taste uh, of what the PBC can bring and the talent. PBC's got really good fighters, guys. Uh, also in news, Oshaki Foster has signed on with Abraham Nova. 
uh, for a fight for February the 16th. They have signed on for that fight. So let's hope that happens. Uh, I like Osaki Foster. Uh, I was uh, who was it? I wanted to actually see him fight. Man, he's a hell of a fighter. His last fight against Rocky Hernandez was just an amazing fight. That uh, that eleventh round was just one of the best rounds, probably the round of the year. And that fight might have been my fight of the year. Osaki versus versus uh, Rocky Hernandez may have been my fight of the year, uh, in my opinion. And that's something else I'm going to do for you guys: a top ten. Uh, fights, uh, fight of the year, fighter of the year, uh, those those three things I'm going to eventually get to. Maybe I say that, but like I said, man, being a hobby, juggling my time is uh, not always easy. Uh, but also, man, we got news that Keyshawn Davis, uh, he's looking for a fight against Floyd Sheffield, who we saw over the weekend on the Ryan Garcia card. Really super impressed with uh, impressed with Floyd Sheffield. Uh, showcased a lot of talent. So him at that lightweight position, just just another guy added to the lightweight 135. I would love to see a guy like Keyshawn Davis burst him. That would be a great fight. Uh, how that works with you know the two different platforms. Uh, hopefully. That's something new we see in 2024 is all the platforms working together a little bit more to uh, bring us all the top fights, you know, like Frank Martin. Uh, you know, I think Frank's got to fight Shakur at some point. I think that has to happen at some point, guys. Um, also, man, last week, of course, you know, like I said, to I won't get too in detail to it. We saw Ryan Garcia defeat, uh, knock out uh, Oscar Duarte in the eighth round. Uh, gave the boy the stanker leg. Oh, stanker leg. I think he doo-dooed on himself. He was uh, not looking good in there, and he got knocked out as, uh, who was it, the little crackhead dude on Friday. You got knocked up. out, man. But, uh, yeah, oh, no, 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 that was, that was Smokey. Smokey, what the hell? I watched Friday too much not to know that. But, man, anyways, Ryan got a big win there. Sets him in the 140 division. I still don't see him as a top contender at 140. I think these other guys, Haney, Progress, Teo, are a little bit above him. I'd like to see him fight somebody like Subaru Mateos or Hitchinson, young guys like that. Um, there was another name in there that I just keep forgetting, man. Uh, Chris said it last week. Chris Adir said it last week, man. And I and I keep forgetting about this guy, but he it would be a heck of a fight for anybody. I'll remember. I'm, I'm going to sit here like, too long for you guys. But uh, also we saw Con, uh, Michael Conlon lose his third straight fight to Jordan Gill, uh, pretty much ending Conlon's career. Uh, we could, I, I'd say it's over for him, man, hanging it up. He was a champion at one point, nothing to be uh, hold your head down about. Uh, he conquered the sport, was at the top of it, had a great amateur career, all that good stuff. But hats off to Michael Conlon and his career, but I'd say it's over. Also, hats off to Jordan Gill and a great win and a great win under your belt. Jordan Gill trying to prove himself and showcase a lot, in my opinion, guys. Uh, really showcase his talent, man. Chug it down, baby. Chug it down. And then going over those fights, man, I'm telling you what, guys. Uh, last weekend was really not a bad weekend. But this weekend, man, it's just going to be a banger again. And then next weekend, you're going to get two really good main cards. But the one that I'm going to be focusing on, of course, will be the uh, Sonny Edwards versus Bam Rodriguez fight. And, man, if you're not watching that one, 
Shame on you, because that right there is my most anticipated fight of the year. I'm a huge Bam Rodriguez fan, and of course, I love watching Sonny Edwards fight. He's a great fighter also, so you're going to get the two top guys versus each other, and that's going to be a hell of a fight, guys, man. So don't miss out on it. Don't be that guy that's, oh, I didn't see that one. If you don't see that one, man, you're just not a boxing fan. But you're also going to get David Morrell next weekend, which is a good heavy puncher. So, you know, it's like, oh, who do I want? Of course, you're going to watch that Bam and Sonny fight over David Morrell. So for Showtime, it's their last uh, fight ever, uh, December 16th with David Morrell. It kind of sucks because the Bam and Sonny card going on at the same time uh, might just kill that for him unless that is a... With Sam, uh, uh, Bam and uh, Sonny, I don't know if that's here in the States or overseas, so depending on where that's at... Uh, could be showcased early in the day, or we could not get it, or we might not get it till later in the day, guys. But however it works, man, I'm gonna be focused on that fight. Really looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to the big fights tomorrow. Got me super hyped up, man. Ready for it. Uh, can't say any more about it. Bam. That's the show, muchachas. I want to thank you for joining me on Bourbon and Boxing. And I am your host, El Heffery. My name is you. And this is episode 35. We're going to call this Lordy Lordy. Who's going to take over this 140? Baby, Devin Haney, is he going to put a stamp on the 140 and let everybody know the champ is here? Or is Regis going to take down the undefeated young hungry lion and Devin Haney, baby. Tune in on Saturday. Don't miss it. That one's going to be on the zone. You can catch Robisi Ramirez on ESPN Plus. Both of them have two incredibly great undercards on them. So if you got multiple TVs, have them both on, baby. Tune in to both of those fights because you don't want to miss the action that you're going to see. It's going to be great all the way around, man. Uh, but they're both here in the States, so. They're going to cross over with each other, but I did see, like I said, one's going to start later at 10. I think uh, Haney and all that starts around 7, 8 o'clock. Whoa. Just tune in, man. That's all I can say. It's another banger, baby. But once again, man, thank you guys for joining me for another episode, man. Uh, subscribe to me on uh, Insta, Insta, what was it, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Follow me on Spotify, iHeart. And Amazon Prime, man. Tune in. Listen to my podcast. I drop a couple podcasts through the week. Drop my show on Friday on YouTube. Uh, usually breaking down the big fights. I do my recaps uh, through my podcast, which you'll get a little bit something different from each show, guys. So, you know, this here, I will upload this show to my podcast also. So, you know, if you want to drive and listen to me, all you got to say is, Hey, Alexa, play Bourbon and Boxing, and it'll pop up my newest episode. Uh, or just jump over to Spotify and tune into Bourbon and Boxing, our iHeartRadio, Bourbon and Boxing, man, and I'll be on there also. Uh, and you can drive and listen to me. You can work in your house. You can work outside. Uh, you can just put your earplugs in to tune your kids out and uh, listen to my show, man, however you want to do it. There's plenty of platforms to do it. But once again, thank you guys for joining me. Hit that like, subscribe, and follow, everybody. Thank you so much for another episode of Bourbon and Boxing, man. Toast.